All right, we bless the name of the Lord God Almighty. We thank God that we are here once again on this wonderful program, The Freedom Streams. Now, with The Freedom Streams, we have recorded for you and ministered live on radio and even on podcast to see that we get enough time with you to go through the Word of God. You need to Keep on checking for new episodes that are coming in by the grace of God. I know that the Spirit of God has graced me to stand every day to see that I bring something of God to you. We have been going through our teaching series and this is episode 60. These are over 60 episodes. Someone must go back and listen from the first one. We have even other teachings. But this is a teaching series that is talking about God's New Testament plan. And what is his plan? What is his economy? What is God's administrative arrangement in the New Testament all about? So, we want to find out. We have seen a lot of things. The time we come on this episode 60, you need to listen and even to follow always to to be continued together. Once again, this is all brought to you from Freedom Experience Ministry by Pastor Dennis Matov. That is in Uganda. So, we have been talking about what God was doing even when Jesus was on the cross. We have seen that previously we saw that he was busy tearing the veil to open the way to the Holy of Holies. God was at work. God was at work. And we stopped by saying that this God has now opened the veil. It has been torn. There is an open cut, a fresh cut has been cut for us. One time, some time back, we are excluded from the tree of life. Remember in Genesis 3. But now we are able to enter to the Holy of Holies to conduct him, take him as the tree of life for our enjoyment. One of the amazing things is that when we were wondering, where is the Holy of Holies today? We saw the answer in the previous episode. That the Holy of Holies is now in the heavens. It's no longer on earth. And it is in the heavens, and Christ is there as our high priest, offering a, a sacrifice for us in a living way. So we saw that there is a new and living way, whereby we are able to enter. So we saw that the only way we can connect to the uh, Holy of Holies in the heavens while we are here on earth is uh, the secret was to and to our spirit. The secret was our spirits. Whenever we turn to the spirit, we find Christ as the as the heavenly ladder that connects us, uh, joins our spirits to heaven, and then brings heaven into our spirit. So this is so amazing. Allow me to continue today with the 11th work that God was doing on the uh, in the New Testament. Glory to God. We have seen that the Bible has told us that uh, he was busy doing something in the New Testament. And the 11th work was that he was wiping out the handwriting in ordinances by nailing it to the cross. Remember that scripture in uh, the book of Colossians chapter 2 or verses 14 whereby uh, the Bible says that uh, Christ was busy working out something and God was in him working out. The Bible says now uh, that is in the we have said in Colossians, it says in verse 14, wiping out the handwriting, wiping out, he says, when Christ was crucified, 
see now what it was what was going on God was wiping out the handwriting in the ordinances nailing it to the cross and Colossians has told us he was wiping out the handwriting in ordinances which was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way nailing it to the cross now the Greek word wiping out can also be translated blotting out you know King James uses that see that is to uh, obliterating erasing annul or to decree uh, to annul or annulling which is a decree of the law so the handwriting here as a word uh, in Greek means a legal document there was a legal document that was a bond and here it refers to the written law that was in the Old Testament ordinances all the decree is all refers to the ceremonial law all ceremonial laws are decrees they are ordinances these were uh, in the Old Testament the ceremonial law with its rituals see in the book of Leviticus there are a lot of rituals and the forms other ways of the living and worship. So in, when you read in, the, read in the book of Leviticus, you see that there are forms of living, how we ought to live, how we ought to worship, how we ought to do this and that. Those ordinances and decrees that we are the that was the ceremonial law. So Jesus on the cross abolished it. So these ordinances God has taken out for today out of our way by nailing them to the cross he said this should stop here this is to abolish the law of the commandments and the ordinances when you read the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 15 the bible says that having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make in himself of twain one new man out of the two so making peace so ordinances ordinances rituals and ceremonies of the law have been crucified in Christ's death not only we are seen the natural man the world Satan crucified even the law was also crucified and we see that as evil men were putting Christ on the cross, nailing him, God was nailing the law to the cross. And although the law had been given by God through angels, God himself nailed it to the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. So just as sin has been condemned in Romans chapter 8, verse 3, so the law has been crucified. The law has been crucified. God does not want the law remain in between Christ and us. It is so so uh, an error when believers are still putting the law between themselves and Christ. So, what God desires is for us to live together with the risen Christ without any interruption. We are supposed to live and experience this Christ. Glory to God. So, that was one of the work and that was our 11th work that God was doing and we are going to continue to see what was the 12th work. 12th work in the New Testament was that he was busy stripping off the rulers 
the authorities making a display of a display of them openly and triumphing over them in the cross when you go back to colossians chapter 2 verse 15 it says that he was stripping off the rulers and the authorities made a display a show of them openly triumphing over them in it on the cross so the he here the he we see is god himself it is god himself when christ was on the cross god not only wiped out the ordinances of the law but he also stripped off the rulers and the authorities and he made a display of them openly triumphing over them so the rulers and the authorities are evil angels fallen angels that are subordinates of Satan working for him while the Lord Jesus was denying on was like dying on the cross the, these rulers and authorities these fallen angels were very busy they were so busy actually during the time of Christ's crucifixion there was an invisible spiritual conflict a battle between God and these evil rulers and authorities. Thank God, God won the victory, stripped off the rulers and authorities, and he made a display of them openly. He ashamed them, triumphing over them in that cross. So we should cherish the power of the cross. Hallelujah. So, after God created the heavens, the earth, and other items in the universe. See that an, an, an archangel rebelled. And when he rebelled, many angels followed him. This archangel became Satan. Satan was not Satan in the beginning. It was an angel and even an, an, an archangel, Lucifer. And when he fell, he became Satan. And his followers became the evil rulers, the evil powers, the authorities in the heavenlies. So, after man was created, Satan induced man to fall. And even man became sinful also. So, the rebellion of the angels and the fall of man put God into a difficult situation. God's way to deal with, his, uh, with us became difficult. And we see that God's way to deal with this difficulty was the cross. He had to come to the cross. First of all, God became a man. He invented another means of how he's going to redeem us. And then thereby entering into us. He became a man, thereby putting humanity on himself. He came by himself. So then Christ, we see that in Christ... When, when, when Christ came, God was incarnate. He went to the cross and was crucified for us. He died for us. He knew that without him coming, there is no any other way. In other words, the, Satan had made the way for God to, to be dispensed into man difficult. Because in the beginning, God was, God was going to dispense into man by eating and Adam was to keep on eating from the tree of life. But now sin has entered and God has got to get another way to come into man. That's why that while he was dying on the cross, many things took place. A lot of things happened. God judged sin, a sinful old man. And at the same time, he nailed the law to the cross. 
And when God was nailing the law to the cross, the evil angels were present and were active. God stripped them off through the cross. They were fighting. Praise the name of the Lord. So while Christ was laboring on the cross, all those three hours when darkness had appeared, was laboring to accomplish redemption. God was working. God was busy. So at the time of the Lord's crucifixion, the cross was the center of the universe. Everything was now centering on the cross. A savior, sin, Satan, we, and even God were all there on the cross at that time. So the entire universe was centering and focusing on the activities on the cross. God was judging sin, aiding the law to the cross. See? He was also doing this. The rulers, as he was doing this, the rulers and authority, they gathered around God and Christ, trying to fight back. Both God and Christ were busy working. Christ's work was his crucifixion. Whereas God's work was to judge sin and all the negative things and to nail the, the, the law with its ordinances to the cross. So both Christ and God were busy at work. Christ was busy crucifying, being crucified. His work was crucifixion and God's work was to see that he judges sin and all the negative things and even to nail ordinances, the law. So the rulers and the authorities who had gathered around God and Christ were also busy working in the attempt to frustrate the work of God. You see, they were frustrating Christ, pressing, pressing in a, you see, it was a real battle. We were pressing around God and Christ, God and Christ. Now, if they had not pressed in closely, how could God have stripped them off because it's stripped as as the way you undress yourself and shake off that that jacket or that coat. You see, he stripped off. So this was this means that they were very close, as close as our garment, uh, uh, as our clothes are to our body. Praise the name of Jesus. So by stripping off rulers and authorities God made a display display of them openly. He openly put them to shame. He triumphed over them. This is a great matter. Glory to God. So there was a battle. The cross had become the center. Everyone was there. God was there. Satan was there. We were there. The law was there. Sin was there. Everything was in one place on the cross. So this makes the cross so important in the life of a born again. This is the meaning of our salvation. So the word triumph implies a fighting. It indicates that a war was raging on that cross. While Christ was accomplishing redemption, God was dealing with the law. He was dealing with all negative things including your sickness and all your whatever your curses and what rulers and the authorities they came in to interfere they pressed in closely God and Christ and at that very juncture God had to strip them off triumph over them and make display of them openly put them to shame glory to Jesus so 
now that the law and the, the evil angels have been set aside, God has a clear ground and a peaceful environment to enliven, to invigorate his chosen ones, the born again. He has a proper atmosphere now to carry out the pleasant task of dispensing himself. He's no longer dealing with sin. He's no longer dealing with uh, the angels, the fallen angels. He's no longer dealing with the law. Is now having the peaceful atmosphere. The atmosphere that is enabling him to carry on the work of dispensing. He is dispensing himself to the very ones those he chose in eternity past. You need to thank God that you are born again. Hallelujah. So as the life-giving spirit, the triune God, having stripped off the rulers and authorities, is now giving us life. I dispense himself into our being. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I want to see that we go through two more works before we finish up what uh, episode today about what God was doing on the cross. The thirteenth work was that he went on to rise up Christ from the dead. This was also God's work. This work, God also raised up Christ from the dead. Book of Acts chapter 2 verse 24 says, Whom God raised up, having loosed the pangs or the pain of death, since it was not possible for him to be held by it. So it was God that was working to resurrect Christ. So here we see that in verse 32 of Acts chapter 2, Peter says that God raised up the Lord Jesus Christ. It was God. Now considering that Christ as God, the New Testament tells us that he himself rose from the dead. When you, 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 you read Romans 14 verse 9, he himself rose from the dead. But remember, Christ is also God. And the Bible says God raised up Christ. It is also true. Regarding to the Lord as a man, New Testament says that God raised him from the dead. That is when you read Romans 8, 11. Praise the name of Jesus. God is raising up Christ from the dead was his approval. Approval of Christ to be the Messiah. And through the resurrection of Christ, God was declaring that the resurrected Christ was the real Messiah. The one anointed, one appointed by God to carry out his eternal Commission. But when we come to Acts chapter 3, verses 15, Peter again speaks about Christ's being raised by up by God from the dead. He says that the author of life you killed, whom God raised from the dead, which we are witnesses. So we see that although the author of life, Christ, as the originator of life, had been killed, God raised him from the dead. And when you consider the Lord Jesus as a man, then we see that Acts 3.15 is telling us that he was raised up from the dead by God because he was a son of man. And when the scripture says that he raised himself from the dead, it means that he's talking about Christ as God, as a divine one. He's able to raise himself from the dead. Both statements are true. It is the name of the Lord. 
Glory to God. Now I want us to go through that last work in today's episode which is uh, sending his Holy Spirit essentially in the Son's name. The 14th work we have seen so far 14 works in the New Testament that God the Father carried out while Christ was here on earth until he was resurrected. The Bible says that in John 14, 16, we are seeing now God went on to send the Spirit essentially in the Son's name, the name of Jesus. John 14, 26 says that the Lord told the disciples that the Father will send the Holy Spirit as the Comforter in His name. This took place in Christ's resurrection. Through Christ's resurrection, God sent His Spirit essentially when I say and I use the word essentially, I mean that the Spirit specifically came to enter into us to be our life and even our life supply. And to whoever believed and to whoever believes this same essential Spirit enters into us as an essential Spirit. So the Son came in the Father's name when you read John chapter 5 verses 43 because the son and the father are one according to John 10 verse 30 the spirit is sent in the son's name because the spirit and the son are also one Bible says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 the Lord is that spirit where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty glory to God and us to read John 14, 16 to 20. When you read this scripture as we are going to read, it proves that the spirit who is the spirit of reality sent by the father is the reality, realization of the son himself. John 14, 16. Route 20. The Bible says, and it says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you, you know him, for he abides with you and shall be in you. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. And he says, I will come to you. So yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall also live. But that day shall know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Glory to God. See that this statement proves and this context of scripture proves that the spirit who is the spirit of reality are sent by the Father is the reality, the realization of Jesus Christ. When you read John chapter 15 verse 26, it says that the, that the Son will send the spirit from with from with the father and the spirit comes from with the father we are using the word from with because when the spirit comes it comes with Jesus Christ just as when Christ came he came with the father so we use that word from with praise the name of Jesus so when we go back to compare this to John 14:26 you compare John 15 26 with John 14 26, 
it says that the Father will send the Spirit. Whereas John 15:26 says that the Son will send the Spirit. You may wonder who is sending the Spirit. Is it the Father or the, or the Son? It's because the Son is one with the Father. So when the Father is sending, the Son is sending. It is the name of Jesus. So, when we look at this, you see that the Father will send the Spirit. And this indicates that the Son and the Father are one in sending the Spirit. They were one. We are sending out the Spirit. And the Spirit in His coming is not only one with the Son, as indicated by 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 uh, indicated by his coming in the son's name in John 14:26 but also he is one with the father as indicated by his coming with the father in John 15:26 so that means that when the spirit came the triune god came the father came with the spirit just as Jesus came the son came with the spirit so this is the triune god the father the son the spirit they are reaching now man eventually as the spirit with with the capital s so when you see the scripture mentioning the spirit lord is that spirit showing you how the triune god has now come and become one of us now these are also amazing facts but we need to open our eyes to see glory to god so we thank god for his wonderful wonderful great work he has, he has done in even the New Testament. We bless God for that. And we want to keep on seeing this vision that we see the power that is in the light of the gospel, that is in the truth of the gospel. And if you see this in the way we have like we have ministered it to you, you will see that God has got a purpose. Come now to that level whereby we don't say, ah, God is in heaven, Jesus is in heaven, we have the Holy Spirit. Such a revelation is so narrow. You need to see that God himself has opened the scriptures clearly for us. Like we have read, we have seen even in John 14, 26, John 15, 26, it speaks of the Father sending the, 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 the Spirit and also Christ sending the Spirit. So, And we have seen that when the Father sends, he comes with the Spirit, when the, the Son sends, He comes with the Spirit. That's why when we read in John 14, the Bible says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet He has said that I will send. When I go, I will send the Spirit. Then He comes to say, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come with you. Then He says, I and the Father are one. You in me, I in you, I in the Father. You see that there is that mingling whereby the, it ends up by uh, whereby the triune God as um, as the spirit who us in our spirit and we are now joined with that Lord Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 17 he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit is one spirit so we are one spirit we are having one spirit in our spirit in our lives and this is the spirit that is combining the triune God mingled with our spirit this is for enjoyment and experience this is for the work of dispensing glory to god and we bless the name of the lord i'll stop here this is pastor dennis but of all the way 
and Freedom Experience Ministry, Kampala, Uganda. My encouragement to you is that continue to listen, visit our website at freedomexperienceministry.org or get our application, Freedom Experience app. You'll watch our TV, watch our radios, you will have devotions and even all these audio messages will be free for you. God bless you. Bye-bye.